Welcome in everybody to the Longhorn Republic, your source for Texas Longhorn news, sports, and opinions with a bit of snark built in. We are a podcast at Burn Orange Nation, and you can find more great Texas Longhorn content over at BurnOrangeNation.com. If you like what we do, please leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps get the show out there. Share this with your friends wherever you found it, whether it was Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, any of the places where you can find fine podcast content. You can find Kyle and I. Connect with us on social media at Longhorn Pod. Shoot us an email, LonghornRepublicPod at gmail.com. My name is Gerald Goodrich. I'm your host this week, like I am every week. And I'm joined by a man who's been bumping Selena music all day. Kyle Carpenter. Kyle, how are you? Oh, uh, bitty bitty bum bum to you, my friend. It is, uh, we're recording this Monday. That's March 65th. Um, it feels like after the the longest month, I can forget it was my birthday this same month at the beginning, but uh, what a month it's been, man. I am, uh, I don't know. I'm doing good. I uh, staying healthy. You know, I um, been salivating over some Winwood exotic. Uh, Animal Park Pizza, um, and just you know, trucking through and uh, living the dream. How are you? I am one of I'm mourning this the 25th anniversary of Selena's death. So rest in peace to the queen. To the queen. Um, but no, I'm doing I'm doing good. We're coming to you a day late because I uh, I almost did a dumb husband thing and recorded a podcast on my wife's birthday. So we decided to uh, to delay our recording just a day uh, to keep me uh, happily married and happily quarantined with somebody who doesn't want to shiv me. So had a great evening with my wife last night. We ate some steaks. We watched a cooking show because those are her favorite. Uh, there's a fun. Uh, so Dave Chang is the thing that people are going to try to make work, I guess. Um, but he's doing, he's got a new Netflix documentary, Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner. It was actually really funny. He and Seth Rogen just went around Vancouver and ate at the, Seth Rogen's favorite places in Vancouver and talked about food, which was nice. super dope. So uh, no reason for sharing that other than it's a cool food documentary and I love food documentary so we're not here to talk about food documentaries though uh we've got a uh, a decent show a lot of for such a dead period in sports a weird amount of news broke this week so we've got a jam packed down the 40 but before we get into that we've got another incredible interview for you for another member of the texas longhorn community so now we are joined by the man behind the brand. You've probably seen them on Twitter, Last Stand Hat Company. Uh, Mike Murphy has uh, kindly uh, decided or agreed to join us to talk a little bit about his company, his love for all things Texas. And Mike, thank you so much for taking some time out uh, to spend with us. Highlight of my COVID-19 experience. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you guys. This is bar none. It's my wife's birthday today. I told her, listen. I'm not. It's not really a birthday. I I would have been on here regardless. So it's uh yeah. This is awesome. I appreciate the uh, invite, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. We uh we are the uh, people don't know this because it's an audio uh medium, but we are the 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 handsome faces. You are the hat that that will top us. So uh, try to get a better intro than that, Gerald. Well, and and since Kyle Kyle and I are kind of the target market for hats, since our <laughs> our hair is rapidly running away from our faces. Um, <laughs> At the end of this, I'm going to look like uh, that Shaq picture he just took. No, so uh, so if you don't know about Last Last Stand Hat, they are a uh, a custom a custom not custom hat company, but you guys make everything by hand. It's it's done in I think the room you're recording from now. Uh, so just tell us yeah. a little bit about man yourself, uh, your love for all things Texas, and obviously including the University of Texas, the University of Texas. So I uh, I started this about a year ago. Uh, into 2018, I was working a 
I don't want to say dead end job. I've been in sales my entire life. I don't know other co- couple companies. I don't a car lot uh, out in West Texas. It all kind of started. I met my my now wife at ACL in 2016. Nice. Moved down. Yeah, moved down. Uh, shout out to Kygo. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then moved down in 2017. And towards like the middle of 2018, she had started an herbalism company. It was doing these like markets on South Congress. Uh, right there at the church across from South Congress Hotel. And being the great boyfriend slash fiance that I was, I would go and get dragged and I would have to hang out in the dead heat of summer uh, and help her sell this natural medicine, which I wasn't, you know, I'm good at sales, but I wasn't great at it because I don't really understand it. I'm usually a NyQuil guy. Not anymore. I'm all about elderberry. Shout out to the other very people in the world. Yes, yes. Uh, and decided I was going to, I was like, you know, if I'm going to come out here, I'm going to start a hat company. I wear hats all the time. I'm like you, Gerald. I receding hairline. It's terrible, especially during COVID-19, hashtag coronavirus, no haircuts. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to, I asked my wife if I could shave it. She said, no. I said, okay, that's probably a smart move. I probably won't be able to grow it back. Uh, and so anyway, I started the company and was working at a startup and it was, think boiler room, right? I'm not a cold call guy. I kind of respect people's boundaries. Excuse me. So quit, uh, started the company, came out with the DBU hat. That was our first hat. Luckily got that into Deshaun Elliott's hands. Shout out to Deshaun Elliott. He tweeted it after Texas beat Georgia. And then everything kind of like took off. And next thing you know, Jackson Shipley, who ironically, I used to watch him play high school football because I was living in Coleman, which is about 18 to 20 miles from Brownwood. And he was a senior at Brownwood High School. They went to the Mm -hmm. the semi-state championship. Him and I kind of got together and we came out the Texas fight design and it's been gangbusters ever since. Very, I'm very blessed to have people like y'all and and the listeners who have really bought into the community. I was, my parents are from Austin, Texas originally. Uh, so I'm from, was born in Boise, Idaho, but my allegiance has always been Texas. My mom's side was A&M, decided to go the route of the Jedi and not the dark side. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I, I went to UT long enough to have a cup of coffee. Uh, by that, I walked on campus, realized not going to make it and went pro very early in retail. Nice. But my, uh, my love, <laughs> the listeners can't see this, but I have a jacked up longhorn tattoo on my arm that's pretty much 3D. It's a little longhorn with a bigger longhorn the guy was supposed to cover up. Don't get a tattoo in the back of a house in Oak Cliff in Dallas. <laughs> not a good idea. 15 years later hashtag don't do it so but uh yeah man i love texas and i it's kind of crazy that people like the designs that i think are cool you know what i mean no that's that's amazing um i will say that some of the designs on the hat are a slight upgrade from the design of of your tattoo you just showed us but uh uh, <laughs> uh no it kind of had it evoked like the early uh, wwe uh the rocks brahma bowl you know uh more than the longhorn but um Speaking of designs, man, out of all the hats you've made, if you had to pick, like picking your favorite child, do you have a personal favorite? So, man, this is, don't tell any of the other hats. Um, (laughs) Right. So, I mean, Texas Fight and DBU have like, kind of like my heart. Those are the first ones, you know what I mean? That kind of made us. Um, I also like the Last Stand Bison. You know, it's got the story behind it. It's based off a painting my grandfather used to own, so 
when people buy that, it kind of it kind of sticks near to my heart. But as far as you know, the, the the patch that made us was the Texas fight. You know what I mean? That's that's it's really cool to see the hats when you're out and about, like at a game, like at the football games, or we went down to Houston um, and watched the Shriner Classic for baseball. And it's weird that people walk up and like, oh, I've got your hat. You're Mike Murphy. I'm like, no, this is kind of crazy right now that you even know who i am but uh definitely the texas fight i will tell you the one patch i hate to put on is the 40 acres which i'm wearing now the reason i say that is it's so small and if most of the time we put on patches they're a little crooked you can lift them up and there won't you can make them even this one you've got to be spot on if you get on your phone or you're, you start jacking around next thing you know you got stains on the hats and i'm very particular when we send them out like we don't want people walking around and and hats that are falling apart so definitely the one i don't like to make but i love the design is the 40 acres patch love it so so there was a little there's some controversy um around the dbu hat and so uh <laughs> we won't we won't go into that i don't know what the legal well, we can go into the, it That's, we brought it up <laughs> i don't want to shout out to our favorite universe christian university in dallas <laughs> so, that's right that's right so, the, the dallas baptist huskies i think i don't know yeah are they the huskies the, i don't the know dallas the dallas baptist orangutans <laughs> I, I got nothing. So I don't know. I don't know want to go too deep into that, but there, there is like this controversy around um, who is the true DBU. And since, I mean, we've got it on hats, right? Like you, you are furnishing defensive back university with hats. Like what, what are your thoughts on like the LSU, Ohio state, Texas DBU debate? So I'm probably going to get in trouble, but my loyalty is going to come out. Um, Everybody can claim it, but when I mean, let's let's give a shout out to Kyle Umlong, the uh, the data king. That we, I mean, we all know who he is on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, he he points it out. Like when you go through the stats, you know, this is my thing about DBU. All these people want to be like, oh, we're the most recent DBU. It's a, it's about history. This isn't a it, Rod Babers makes a solid point. He's like it, it it flows up and down to who carries the like the heavyweight belt. But if you were going to go back to the all-time great, I mm. mean, if we're, let's, we kind of mentioned The Rock. Let's talk about wrestling. Like, Texas is like the Hulk Hogan of DBUs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, those are, they're dropping the leg. Everyone else can come and go, blah, blah, blah. But there's only certain legends that happen, or The Undertaker. You know what I mean? Let's, hell, we'll use The Undertaker. He's here in Austin. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're DBU. Everybody else can get upset. My favorite is when Aggies try to come at me and be like, you're not DBU. And I'm like, you're not anything. Go away. <laughs> that might be the exact response. Uh, who, who are you? Uh, you don't even get a you after. No, that, I think you think you're not going to find any uh, dissent amongst the ranks here. We, uh, we, we gladly back it up. It's just uh, I would love if we could, uh, we could back it up with the current crop. We'll talk more about that. On future podcasts, but you talked about a couple celebrities. Obviously, uh, UT is rife with celebrity fans. Have you yourself? Uh, you named a couple of the the former players, but anyone who's who's placed an order or worn one of your hats and you've seen that just kind of shocks you, made your jaw drop. So I was uh, at a musical at the Bass Concert Hall. My wife drags me to musicals. She's got season. That's her. That's her football season tickets, right? <laughs> I don't get half of them. I just kind of sit there. I'm excited for Aladdin because I actually know that one. <laughs> La- worst worst musical was Cats. I'm not going to lie to you. Don't go see it. Don't watch the movie. It's terrible. But Nathan Basher ordered six hats while I was in a musical. So I'll never forget that. Nice. And then uh, 
I was at home one day and Phil Dawson ordered two hats, which is pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like that's a 18 year vet. And yeah. then Phil Dawson wore the hat to Brown's training camp this past year. Big. And like they were all posting it and whatnot. So that was, that was pretty cool. The one that got away from me was when McConaughey showed up at game day this past year, when he was done, I tailgate with Occupy left field and we're all kind of talking. We see all these cops and we're like, what in the world? What fight just broke out? Next thing you know, you see McConaughey. So I sprint from the top of the hill down to my bag where all my hats were. I messed up. I grabbed a DBU hat. I should have grabbed a Texas fight hat. And I sprinted around. And as he's getting in the car, I run up. I'm like, Matthew, Matthew, free hat. I own a free It's a hat company. It's a hat company. And he looks directly at me and looks back at me, looks at the hat, looks back at me, and just kind of like nods like, yeah, I'm good. And keeps walking. I was like, God. Oh, man. So, like, Mount Rushmore, man. Here's my question to you. Who's your Mount Rushmore of University of Texas? Like, if I could get people on hats, it'd be Kevin Durant, Matthew McConaughey, Vince Young, and then for me, like, Ricky Williams. Those would be my my three. Or four. Huh. Sorry. There's four on Mount Rushmore. I, I'm curious. I, I don't I see Ricky wear a lot of hats. You know, it's probably uh, easier with short hair than the dreads, right? But uh, I, uh, oh man, Gerald, we have our own personal Mount Rushmores. I've never had as brand ambassador who would be wearing the uh, the the last stand hat. Uh, you want to go? You want to go one and one here to get to four? I mean, my my first one is the rocket. Like Roger Clemens can wear a hat, right? Like hell yeah, yeah. agreed. He's a man who knows how to rock. That's that's actually a fantastic pick. You may have stole the the overall number one. That's good. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think just because of the status, uh, and you already said Vince Young, but that he holds in the younger generation's heart, and you get the tie-in is he could you know sell them right at his multiple Dunkin' Donuts stores as Colt McCoy. I didn't even know he owned Dunkin' Donuts stores. I was gonna let's say Boots. Maybe we could do hats and boots together. <laughs> no, he, he he brought all of the uh, Dunkin' Donut franchises to Austin. There may be other owners now, but all the original Dunkin' Donuts in Austin were thanks to Colt McCoy. Now it's been, that's fantastic. It's been like 15 years since I worked food service, but at one point you could wear a hat in lieu of a hairnet. So I think it works. It, it's a perfect, uh, it's a perfect marriage. Fair enough. 100%. Right? Where did you work? Where did you work? <laughs> so there was a there was a Cold Stone Creamery on the corner of uh, of of uh, Guadalupe. And so I worked at that for two years. And then the Texadelphia, that was away from campus. I worked there for two years yeah. as well. Texadelphia is underrated. I used to be a cook at Sonic. Terrible job. Hated it. <laughs> oh. Just me talking to burgers. You know, as an extrovert. Me talking to food, I'm cooking. Not a good, not a good recipe. No, I, I can't enough. imagine. Okay, so I'm up. Um, I mean, keeping it, keeping it in local food service. I mean, Arakpo has to be one that I think could ooh. incorporate that into a uniform in his cupcake shops. That's ooh, that's good. The only, the only thing you you worry about with Arakpo is does he make your hats look odd proportionally sized because of all of the neck muscle he still has? Like fair. he's just so jacked. That it's like a hat on him looks like, you know, like kind of a cap just sitting on top. I don't know. but Baby hat. Because he's a giant. He's, he's a, a giant, giant man. We may have discovered that last stand yarmulkes is a thing now. Like that could also be, <laughs> we could just segue into it. That's last, a market right there. Last stand yarmulkes and last stand uh, bandanas. What are the what are the new things that they're wearing? It's not a do-rag. That's what we used to call it growing up. But what's that new? A skull cap. Skull there caps. you go. Man. Um, you you know what? I'm going to take the transition right there um, because 
Ooh, no, actually, I started to speak it. I'm going to pivot yet again. I was going to say Undertaker, um, but you've already referenced him. Here's here's what I'm going to say. Let's get into the old money market for Last Stand. Let's get former uh, CEO of ExxonMobil, former Secretary of State, former University of Texas uh, student, now alum, uh, Longhorn Band, Teos Club member, Rex Tillerson. Let's get Rex Tillerson rocking a hat in the boardrooms of America. That is that is a pivot that I was not expecting at all. I haven't even thought about trying to get into the political market yet. Uh, that well played. Yeah. Well played, Kyle. Well played. There you go. I, there you go. I love it. So, Mike, I man, we <laughs> this has been absolutely incredible. So, if people want to find what you've got coming up next, because you put some new designs out there, when if they want to find out what you got going on, where can they look you up on the internet? So you can find us at laststandhats.com. You can find us on social media where Last Stand Hats on Instagram, Last Stand Hats on Twitter. It's usually where we kind of throw out our samples and and kind of, you know, float out ideas and get polls and whatnot, but Check it out. You can also, if you want to use a code Republic, if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to get 20% off. So big, big shout out to you guys for having me on. And, and uh, I greatly appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. Awesome. What, what's up next? Like, what do you guys got coming out? You know, so we've been working on the fan series, which I think I'm thinking we're going to go, we're going to expand our horizons, right? We've got some Texas. We did the all the eyes of Texas. We've done, uh, all the live long day. We're kind of playing with those. We got those patches coming out. We've also got some uh, Austin FC stuff in the works, along with Rangers, you know, Astros. Now, are you any of you an Astros fan? Should we do Asterix or Astros? You tell me. I'm an Astros fan. Okay, so no Asterix for Kyle. Um, <laughs> San Antonio. Yeah, we've got all the other teams. I think we're going to expand a little bit, kind of bring in some more people in the last stand family. I mean, our our allegiance lies with university of texas and that will always be that brand but i think we're going to kind of spread out and go more pro teams i realize that if we make other college teams we're probably going to upset some of our fan base so uh pro teams is what it is because i mean think about it what connects an a&m fan and an aggie fan which is probably going to be either dallas the dallas cowboys or the houston Texans. so uh kind of bring everybody together maybe we can have unity i love it we'll see Ah. i doubt it well, that San Antonio hat's coming home with me at some point as soon as it's available, man. Mike, go, Mike. Thank you so much for taking some time out. I know we're all super busy at this at this current juncture, but man, <laughs> thanks for for carving out some of your quarantine time for us. Yeah, hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, distracting me from doing push-ups and eating on a uh, intermittent fasting plan. Y'all the best. So that brings us to the part of the show where we. Kind of, this kind of turned into our all sort of news dump, but it started off as a place where we gave some shine to the sports <laughs> that don't necessarily get as much love. And that's what it is during football season. And we down the 40. But we're going to start with football because there's a lot of news coming out quickly. About a week ago or so, Denzel Okafor announced he was hopping in the transfer portal, which a lot of people took as bad news. I took as good news that uh, the two guys that were nipping at his heels are showing up probably more than he expected. If you got a grad transfer and you're not guaranteed a starting spot, if you're going to get jumped by a sophomore, you might as well take the grad transfer. One thing to think about is it's been it's been an interesting couple of years at the time that he's been on campus. Um, this would have been his fifth year at Texas, and he would have had three different offensive line coaches. First, Wickline, uh, Wareheim, and then now, obviously, Hand. Um, and... 
I was actually thought Okafor was was kind of suited and, and expected to be our, our starter. Um, I was shocked by this. I think most people were. Guy was a high school American uh, coming out of Louisville, a high four star. Um, you know, there was basically that top eight class that turned out to really not uh, contribute. You know, just to, it has been a, a bit of a, a bust more than a than a boom class um, in in 2016 for Texas, but. Uh, I'll say this, when when three different coaching staffs, regardless of the lack of stability, look at a kid and don't immediately bump him up and say, this is our guy, maybe that is what's going through his head um, when there are other people nipping at your heels or potentially passing you. Um, maybe, you know, could be any number of things or reasons why. I think that's the one a lot of us are assuming. Hopefully it does mean that uh, the young pups are, are looking good. And I think that the kind of consensus is he was expecting a spring, to prove himself and say, this is mine. And in life in COVID times, you don't get that. Um, it certainly can, can affect things. But again, giant caveat that I have not seen enough people saying players can go in the transfer portal and not transfer. So it doesn't mean he's gone. One, if you've got a grad transfer and you can be immediately eligible, why not dip your toe? Especially, again, in the weird times we're in. But my thing with Denzel Okafor, and this is not his fault, he's not a tackle. He was recruited as a guard. He's got more of a guard's frame. He's he's a little, air quotes, undersized, I think, for a, a typical tackle. And so you ask a guy to continue to play out of position, and then you just let him get jumped on the depth chart. That's not necessarily on him. And I know Herb Hand um, is an incredible coach, but I think a lot of the coaching churn that's happened in his time on the 40 acres has probably contributed to some of that. Um, but yeah, I think you've got a guy who's playing out of position. You've got young guys that are playing probably really well in position. Uh, and he's got an opportunity to see, hey, is anybody interested in my services? I can be immediately eligible. That's, I mean, I don't fault the kid at all. You're again, we're the podcast that you're never going to hear us say anything but go do what's best for you. Especially yeah. a guy like Okafor who probably doesn't have a ton of NFL future ahead of him. Like, go play out your last year on your own terms. Maybe go reunite with with uh, Shane Bouchelle at SMU and and have a good time doing it. Yeah, man, start a uh, start a grad program at a good school. You know, uh, he's been here four years. Uh, go go do a year at a beach school. You know, what, whatever. I, I I do not fault a kid, but I, I won't go too far into it because it may be something we can talk about on a future podcast. But I started, I don't know, back when I guess maybe around signing day, looking back at some of the classes. Never posted anything anywhere, but started doing some uh, analyses on the uh, the 2016 class, and I'll just give this little nugget um, that he was a part of. Like I said, it was a top five class. Out of the, um, I think it was 29, it was a big class, uh, guys that signed that year, Gerald, how many made it through, completed, and, and if you're a redshirt, obviously that's another reason you haven't completed, but completed their senior seasons in Texas, or at Texas. So you're talking about the 2016 class. Correct. Oh, man. Out of 29. Um, nine. Five. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so there's we could we could dig into a little meat on that bone. That might be an interesting podcast in the slow, slow times. But uh, it, it, you know, it looks like Okafor will be a, an additional uh, stat on that that uh, already depressing statistic. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to do a podcast on that. We have a uh, we have some room in the schedule. We'll just go ahead <laughs> and say it. So moving on from there. Uh... <laughs> 
I don't even know where to go. So Bob Bowlesby, there's not a ton to talk about here, but Bob Bowlesby warned that the 2020 football season could be in jeopardy. Uh, the Big 12 announced their COVID guidelines when you're talking about social distancing. Um, no in-person anything, obviously. This is an interesting one. No virtual supervised workouts. Now, teams can prescribe workout plans, but they cannot have them on like a Zoom workout with the ANSI or anything like that. Uh, there's probably some liability tied up in that. Uh, virtual group activity is limited to two hours, and the coaches are the ones that have to keep track of that. Now, again, another caveat with that is if this extends into the summer, players that have not yet enrolled can't be part of those team meetings. They have to have separate meetings. So the signees, right. again, they're not students yet. They haven't enrolled at the university. They can receive all the documentation and paperwork, playbooks, those types of things. But let's say if Yersich has a meeting with the quarterbacks, he then has to have a separate call with a right. guy like Jaquin and Jackson to keep him on the same stage. Which is just wild. Um, I, I get it. It's it's an interesting, uncharted thing we have to, we have to tread through, but I'm so curious. Uh, we've talked about it a little, you and I, but how many of the draconian rules around the NCAA and some of the baffling things that they choose to do and, and, and are responsible for will end up being stretched, tested, and potentially altered uh, as a course of this uh, this entire process as it drags on. It'll be probably the most interesting part to look back uh, on this season and, and see all the things that have changed. Yeah, uh, there are so many things. I mean, we'll talk about this in just a minute, but what is the new blanket uh, eligibility for spring players mean, but there's so much of uh, of churn happening and, and new things that we have to worry about. So Tom Herman did get in front of the media. One of the things that he was upset about, uh, again, not being able to send players workout equipment, but again, there's probably some sort of liability thing there. Uh, but he also gave some injury updates. Guys like Sam Ellinger, Darian Brown, Peter Pudgy, uh, Dele Idioye, I'm always going to say it wrong, Marcus Tillman <laughs> and BJ Foster, all those guys seem to be progressing well from their injuries, kind of the most notable ones of that. Ellinger obviously is one that we want to talk about. Played most of the season, apparently injured it in the fourth game of the season. That's why you saw a little bit of a performance dip from him, but he's playing with a rib injury. Didn't throw all winter, did a modified strength program with Yancey. His ribs are still hurting, but he is progressing through his recovery. He had a Zoom meeting with his doctor to help uh, assess where he's at. And so, again, Herman said that if we kind of, if the season progressed normally that he would be ready to go in a hundred percent. One that we're is uh, unfortunate to talk about. Peter Pudgy uh, is at home, did not enroll for the spring after being uh, hospitalized due to kind of some complication with the heart condition, had to change his medication. He went home to Houston and uh, got again, had kind of getting things sorted out, but uh, he hopefully will be back if when and if fall does happen. The other guys, Herman basically said, they're all progressing on or ahead of schedule. Yeah, and, and I think in, in December, there was some news on Pudgy first going into um, it, with a heart condition. So I know hopefully it hasn't gotten worse or uh, anything like that. Obviously don't have all the um, all the news, but uh, you know, being being back in Houston with family to, uh, to recover from that, again, as we say with multiple of these players, Aaron Brown, some of the others gone through things. There are things more important than football. And I think right now we're all feeling that uh, very in a very real way uh, as we have no sports to to watch, talk about or uh, distract us from uh, from the other things in life. Absolutely. And the last thing, uh, good news, uh, ESPN's Anthony Trace named Sam Cosme the fifth best, the fifth best in the country returning offensive lineman for the 2020 season. Big praise for the big man on the left side. Yeah, and he's uh, Herb Hand's been tweeting out some some technique 
videos through the through this uh, downtime, and he's a couple obviously have been Cosme just talking about good technique um, and watching some of those and, and thinking through it. It's it's uh, very apparent, very well earned, and I will be excited to see the continued progression. But the guy's got uh, good feet, a willingness to learn from good teachers, and uh, and just a a ton of upside. Let's hope there's a season so that we can watch it. 100%. If there's no college football, I'm either going to develop some sort of debilitating bad habit or I'm going to take up running, and I don't know which one is worse for me. So moving on to the hardwood, current Texas men's basketball coach Shaka Smart uh, said in an interview that uh, I th- basically that he felt like they were in a good position to make the NCAA tournament based on conversations he was having. He really liked their chances. Uh, Kyle, do you buy that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, right, we, we all liked their chances until the last game of the season with Oklahoma State kind of threw a wrench and bracketologists uh, became split. But I, I do trust that Shaka, if nothing else, is well-sourced and knows the right people uh, more than you or I as, you know, um, a longtime coach, a well-liked coach, coach of the USA team, um, the youth team. He's he's a guy who uh, is, is, I think, well-sourced. So the people he's talking to told him something that made him comfortable enough to say out loud um, that, that they would have made it. Also, undefeated. You can't prove that uh, they wouldn't have made it. So nothing to lose there, but... Uh, yeah, I, 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 I do I do buy it. I do think they still would have gotten in just because they you know, they won the, the easy ones in the beginning and if you, even if you take some doldrums that were real bad in the middle of the season, they had the little run that showed at the end with the new rotation that they, they could do some things. Um, I think they I think they probably would have got in. Yeah, as do I. I think the again, you could have gotten embarrassed in that game that they were literally about to play when they canceled everything. And this True. could be a completely different conversation. But based upon the evidence we have right now, I think they're probably in, which means that he probably got another year, which leads us to our next news topic. Chris Del Conte said in an interview that Shaka Smart is our coach, at least for the next season. That was me adding that caveat on the end. Um, a lot of the coaching carousel stuff has kind of stopped. Um, and Shaka seems to be, uh, at least for now, safe. Yeah, I, I here. L- l- let me just say this, right? And it's not entirely Shaka's uh, fault. But uh, nine years ago, um, in just about this time, March Madness. Uh, if you if you look back, uh, the the uh, team that he became famous for, VCU, had a Cinderella Final Four run, and they won five games in that tournament. And meanwhile, since Texas's Elite Eight run, and this hurts me to say it, in two thousand eight. Texas has won three. He won more in the March Madness run nine years ago that put him on the map than Texas has in the past 12 um, with only three wins. So he's got to do it. Um, He hasn't won an NCAA game since he left VCU, um, unfortunately, during his time in Texas. Uh, This year could have been different, but uh, I am glad that he is our coach. I think... The coaching carousel stopped just with the economic impact of what you've seen. So it probably wasn't going to be anyone else's. It probably makes sense. It's probably the right call, regardless of how you feel about him. But, um, man, if if the seat was hot this year, people will be watching with a magnifying glass, uh, a pitchfork, and uh, whatever instrument of blunt force, uh, I guess, to that you mob uh, with your buddies with. But, um, yeah, th- they will be they will be knives out, which is, by the way, a fantastic movie, um, ready to uh, ready to to pounce on any mistakes Shaka has next season. Yeah, I think the ice is pretty thin, uh, but he's getting some help. So his kind of 
solidified status, made some movement in the recruiting realm, and five-star power forward, kind of an NBA-ready guy, uh, Greg Brown. The, the, the tea leaves and the crystal balls literally are coming in that he is going to be uh, coming to Texas, and that was the talk all along, is that yeah. if Shaka's at Texas, then Greg Brown is as well. Yeah, and so that's uh, you know that's great, right? He's he's never been mistaken for a anything other than a stellar recruiter, another five star. Um, I know some of you might be pointing to Will Baker, but I mean, truly look at the, he's at he's at a bunch of centers. Um, this is the closest like elite wing player that Texas has probably had since Kevin Durant, like a true five star, one of the best players in the country who can play out on the wing, but also can go inside. Um, a really truly elite prospect, um, and hopefully. Because no one's leaving from this team from last year, he should have a lot of help. Um, it could could be a really good, really good match, and a, you know, a, a good good moment in the uh, the UT basketball program if all things we believe to be true end up being so. Yeah, so we'll find out again. Kind of everything's uh, coming to a halt, but Greg Brown did announce on Twitter that he'll be making an announcement here within the next few weeks. Quickly. Texas announced a home-and-home with Gonzaga starting next season in November. Uh, Karen Aston, women's basketball coach, is currently without a contract, but uh, there is really – there's no word from anybody yet, but I think everybody expects that she'll be back next year, which, again, makes complete sense because she did a really good job these last two seasons. Yeah, and and again, if if, – who knows what kind of tournament run similar she could have had um, a team that was a little up and down last year, but had a lot of talent. Um, but I mean, truly, even if yet again, she did a quite bad job, anything other than just abysmal in this, in this economy, um, you know, with everything going on, probably unlikely, but uh, I do, I think, I think she's, uh, I think coach Aston has, uh, has a couple more uh, go rounds and, and probably some, some good success at the university of Texas left dinner. And so that brings us to the part of the show where we uh, honor one of the best traditions in all of college athletics, Big Bertha, and we bang the drum, brought to you by Joe Ruiz. So, Kyle, what are you banging the drum on this week? I am banging the drum on, uh, we've talked about it, it's been the recurring theme of this podcast. We have the uh, love and life in the time of COVID right now, and and obviously we look at the intersection of that with college sports. the most immediate headline-grabbing news is Sam Ellinger launched a COVID-19 relief fundraiser, a GoFundMe, um, with a stated goal, and I appreciate him uh, you know, shooting for the moon, as he always does, of $1 million. Um, he published it, uh, publicized it on Friday on social media, and as of uh, we're recording this um, Tuesday uh, evening, uh, he has raised, I think, just over five, four. Excuse me, fifty-four thousand dollars from five hundred and twenty-nine distinct donors, um, which is absolutely fantastic. If any of our listeners are a part of that, um, good for you. That's a that's a fantastic cause. Um, love that we have players who think about giving back. He's mentioned Boys and Girls Club of America, Central Texas Food Bank, and Austin Petzalize as, as uh, recipients of the uh, the generosity. Um, and then you know, not to be uh, outdone, former dueling quarterback we have long been team bush or team ellinger uh back in the day there was there was uh there was rife debate um but nonetheless the two will always be intrinsically linked uh smu quarterback shane bouchelle uh, as well as uh, former ut spirit squad member and 
his girlfriend, Paige Vasquez, set up a uh, GoFundMe account of their own. Um, so UT quarterbacks, no matter where they are in the world, continue to uh, make it a better place. And then again, outside of football, um, recently uh, citing inspiration from Sam Ellinger and um, again, the, the UT compliance department um endorsing these actions texas all-conference sophomore basketball player charlie connor uh collier excuse me set up a gofundme with a 500,000 stated uh goal and i think um, some nonprofit organizations in the houston and baytown area as the recipients of those so all that is to say good folks friends uh cool cats and kittens if you uh if you are listening to this and you're you're thinking i could do that go to any of those and and donate um help a help a fellow uh person out in any way that you can if it's not financially you know figure out the best ways that you can you can help and help be uh, a part of bringing us all together so um good good feel good stories i like that uh longhorns are stepping up because what starts here i believe they say changes the world well, and I, I, I love that the NCAA has kind of relaxed its restrictions on this. Uh, you saw late last week um, that Clemson basically shut down Hunter Lawrence's because they were worried about the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the NCAA uh, realized that, well, one, most people were blaming the NCAA, and it was actually Clemson. Uh, Clemson's compliance that did it. But uh, the fact that they, are, uh, they were able to uh, do this and, again, capitalize on the fame that they have to help people is definitely what fame should be for. So I'm going to talk about something that's way, way, way less important, but definitely something that we're still passionate about. So by the time you're listening to this, I believe we'll be in the middle of Longhorn Network's 24 hour (laughs) replay of the greatest college football game of all time. The 2005 national championship game where, Vincent Young proved for once and for all that Texas is better than California. Uh, so they're showing it for 24 hours and the way they advertise this. Now this could be a massive April fool's thing and whatever. This will be great for posterity, but they basically ended their tweet with because we can. And I said this on our Twitter account, Texas is the 1% of college football <laughs> programs. Texas is the 1% and the the better we lean into it, the better it is. Like lean into the fact that everybody hates us because they wish they were in the position that we're in seven and five seasons. And we're still the talk of the town. That game will also be played Thursday night on the big ESPN as part of their greatest games series that they're doing. What starts here changes the world. And what starts here makes people green with envy. And I'm totally okay with it. Lean into the fact that were hated. And they hate us because they ain't us, Kyle. That's that's exactly right. If it ain't burn, it ain't turn. And in fact, uh, yeah, if it ain't if it ain't orange, you're you're probably green with envy. That one doesn't work as well. But nonetheless, yeah, they want to be us, and I and I appreciate that. It feels good. It really does. It's so good. But that's all we've got for you this week, Kyle. Where can the good folks find you on the internet? Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Kerbin. You can also follow the Texas pregamer at Texas pregamer. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at GH Goodrich. Follow the show on Twitter at Longhorn Pod. Shoot us an email, LonghornRepublicPod at gmail.com. We'll only have one show this week. We had some scheduling issues. We'll be back with a regular schedule next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, hook them. Hook them. Anything. Porcelainas. Porcelainas.